Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Hello, hello, hello. I'm waiting on Trish as well. I sent her the link too. Okay. So hold on a second, guys. We're trying to merge everybody together for the first time. I'm excited. I've been thinking about this <laughs> all day. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. You know what? Hopefully she'll see it because she told me she was standing by three minutes ago. So. Okay. Yeah, maybe she probably stepped away or something. And I guess she'll pop in. All right. So, girl. We got to talk about this week. Um, which ones, before she jump on, which one you think had the most dramatic content this week? Bold or Young and Restless? Or both? Or neither? Hello? I can't hear you. Are you on mute? I don't think. Hello. Okay, I can hear you now. Okay. Um. What did I, oh, I was saying. I think I felt like YNR had uh the most drama this week. I oh, like, really? Yeah, because I feel like everything that happened on Bold, mm-hmm. maybe with the exception of a couple of things, was everybody just repeating themselves about. Taylor and Ridge getting back together. Thomas, Hope needs to watch out for Thomas, blah, blah, blah. And I felt like on YNR, we had a couple of arguments. Hey, Trish. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Guess you see who we have on the line with us now, huh? Yes. Hi, Keisha. It's so nice to meet you. I've heard such lovely things about you. Same here. Nice to meet you. you as well. Oh, of course. Thank you for your service, too. Well, thank you. It was my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> Keisha was just telling us, because we were waiting for you to pop on, about which uh, show had the most drama this week. And she said Y&R. So, my goodness. Somebody got a loud, a loud horn outside. Um, <laughs> Keisha said Young and the Restless had the most drama this week. So, go ahead and finish, Keisha. Keisha which, uh, go ahead with your details. I just felt like the there was an argument, there was the the situation with um, Chelsea and what she is going through, mm-hmm. um, and then there was one other thing that happened. There were a couple of arguments actually, um, mm-hmm. but I felt like Bold and the Beautiful was it, there wasn't really anything exciting that happened and it was everybody just complaining about the same thing over and over again like we've heard for the last couple of weeks you're talking about like Brooke mm-hmm. yeah I got you Brooke and, and then Ridge and Taylor getting back together and um, them warning Hope about basically Brooke and Liam mm-hmm. being, being old hands <laughs> <laughs> Complaining to each other, and then on, on YNR, I feel like the stuff that's going on with Nate 
was that was dramatic this week because there were a couple of arguments there and then you know the scenes with Chelsea okay. even though most of that most of the drama with that was like just her by herself and what she mm-hmm. was going through but mm-hmm. I felt like that was still a little dramatic what about you um Trish did you think Bold had more dramatic content or Young and the Restless both or neither no, actually, I do agree with Keisha. I think YNR hit on some pretty heavy topics this week, um, life-changing topics. I think B&B had some really good scenes, though, too, but they just, um, I, I, Y&R this week was just pretty extreme on some things. And okay. so I think it was, um, I think it was definitely more drama. I have to say, though, whenever we get to B&B, I've got a few strong opinions to discuss. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, me, I was pretty because I'm, you know what? I see a little bit of karma, a little bit of karma happening with uh, Liam this week, mm-hmm. which because we spent the greater of almost a decade of him being in the middle, enjoying his seat. Mm-hmm. So you know, him crying for the last couple days. <laughs> <laughs> I loved every minute of it. So we'll talk about that <laughs> later. All right, you guys. Welcome back to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where we recap everything CBS Soaps, both the young and the restless and the bold and the beautiful. This week, we have both our hostesses with the mostesses, Trish. And we got to welcome back Keisha because she, uh, she was on last week. But we, you know, Trish had some stuff going on. So now we're all on the call together. So I'm looking forward to seeing all of the opinions and everything. Um, so we're we're recapping the week of the 24th through the 28th. And, um, okay, so what I'm going to do is we're going to start with the Young and the Restless first. We do the Bold and the Beautiful, the second half of the show. And then we have two segments now, which is the Flip the Script segment any scene you want to change or a storyline and then the who's going to take a seat this week all right okay so let's do a summary right quick for young and the restless so devon meets with tucker to find out what he's up to and then we had tucker learns about diane confession to jack and then we also had um, Victoria offering Nate the CEO position at Newman Media. We also had Nick informing Sally that she and Chloe have been let go. Oh, my God. I love that one. <laughs> and then today's episode, we see, I don't know if they were trying to do a mental health awareness. They didn't. They had the disclaimer in the beginning, but they didn't say anything about call this number if you see, you know, you need help or anything. But mm-hmm. I know I'm going to bring it up. So we'll talk about that when we get to that. So which um, storyline you guys want to break down first? Keisha, I defer to you since you're just getting back. <laughs> um, we can start with uh, Sally. Okay. Um, about her getting let go or mm-hmm. okay. All right, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna go last on that one. <laughs> Cause y'all know where I'm at probably, but y'all go ahead. Who go mm-hmm. first? 
Trish, you want to go? Okay, okay. Well, y'all know that I love Sally Spectra. She's been a favorite ever since she came on the scene, and I absolutely adored her namesake previous. Um, so when she came over to Y&R, I was so happy because I was really disappointed to see her go from, uh, away from B&B. So this week, um, whenever it came time for Nick to have to tell her, um, I honestly... She handled it so well and so calmly. I was proud of her for not um, losing it because in my mind, all I could think is before we saw it was, is she going to threaten to spill the beans? Mm -hmm. Is she going to use the ammunition that she has and, and let them know, um, you know, I, I gave y'all my loyalty and you're basically throwing me out the door, but she didn't do any of that. She, she handled it professionally. She said, you know, I knew that this was a potentially limited term and I appreciate the opportunity. Um, I think, um, I think it's a terrible decision. Um, I'm not real high on Nate right now and I can't imagine anyone trusting him after what he just tried to do to his own family. Um, Sally had some really good business ideas and had given them some really great uh, things to do with the company. And according to the things that we saw, everything seemed to be going really well. So why you would make a change other than out of spite, which Victoria seems to do a lot of lately, I didn't really know why it was a good idea to let her go. Um, I know that, uh, you know, Nick was really the only one in her corner. Um, even before they had their relationship, but I was actually really proud of Sally for the way she handled it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Sally next. And I also loved the fact that she was talking with Connor so sweetly. And I, I really, I was a huge Sally and Adam fan. I still am. Um, and I, I just thought it was incredible the way that she was talking with Connor. So big Sally fan here. Surprise. <laughs> All right. What you got Keisha? I've always been hot, hot and cold on uh, Sally. I know, like Trish, <laughs> I, I was a fan of hers. On actually, so when she first came onto Bold and Beautiful, I was a fan. Then she started doing things that was annoying, and she started getting on my nerves. And then I went back to being a fan with her and Wyatt were together. Oh yeah. Um, and then after they had that whole little the whole little drama between her and Flo, I went back to not being a fan because she was being ridiculous. Um, so on YNR is kind of the same way. I was happy that she moved over to YNR because I was so disappointed that they dropped her from B and B. Um, and then she quickly got on my nerves with all of the little stunts she was pulling. <laughs> <laughs> I have started to go back to towards liking Sally, especially when they put her with Adam. I was worried at first because you know I didn't want her influencing Adam to go down the dark path when he was trying to turn his life around. Um, but but more recently, I've kind of, I guess, tolerated her. She still does things that gets on my nerves here and there. Um, so I also was, I, I don't feel bad for her um, because she had to have seen this coming at some point. Really? You don't feel bad for her? Okay. No, I don't, I don't feel bad for her. I, okay. I, I think she still gets on my nerves more than I'm like rooting for her right now. Oh, okay. However, I was um, I did like how she handled it. Like Trish said, she was very mature about it. I was expecting this to turn into a is this because we were sleeping together kind of thing. Mm. And I think the old Sally would have done that. 
I think she probably would have figured out a way to basically make them regret firing her. Mm -hmm. But she she handled it very well. She's like I like Trish said. She was like, I knew this was a possibility. I I know that Victoria was never very fond of me. Um, so I get it. I'm I'm just gonna basically take it on the chin and I'll just have to figure out what to do next kind of thing. Um, what didn't make sense to me though is so Nick from the beginning, like she like Trish said, has has was always on Sally's side. Um, I, I think there was for a small second he did think about firing her and then he gave her the benefit of the doubt. Um, but for the most part, he's been on her side in this. What doesn't make sense to me though is Victoria, although she did have her doubts in the beginning, she had started to come around with Sally. Mm-hmm. She was giving you know Sally compliments about how well she was running the division um, I remember in one of the one of their little virtual meetings, um, she complimented Sally on I forget what it was that Sally did, but I guess maybe some project or something <clears throat> that she had done. And then at some point, it started to go back to the opposite direction of I just want to get rid of her now. And so it's like, is this because? you don't like the fact that her and Nick were getting close. Mm-hmm. Like what, what was the change of heart? So like, there wasn't anything that happened to where, to where we saw, um, I don't know, something that negatively affected <clears throat> Victoria's feelings towards Sally to make her now just want to fire Sally again, because there's, I'm sure there would have been a million other positions in that company that she could have given to Nate if that's what it was, is if it was just her finding Nate a job, I'm sure she could have found anything else for Nate to do. It didn't need to be firing Sally. So that that part, the continuity in that area just didn't it just doesn't make sense to me that she just ups and changes her mind about Sally like that and then uses the excuse of her experience. But then you're gonna put Nate in that job who has less experience than Sally. He said, well, it doesn't matter. I was going to fire her anyway, regardless of what Nate does. It just, I I don't know, the reasoning behind it, it just doesn't make sense other than she just went back to hating Sally or not liking Sally anymore. Well, here's my opinion on it. She should have left a long time ago. You you guys know where I stand with that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) all she did like, and she said it exactly you know hey I was on borrowed time you know that eventually they were going to let you go Victoria didn't want you there in the first place she gave you a trial run you blew off a marketing meeting running around with Adam or going over with with all that other stuff because I agree with you for a period of time they did really like what she was doing when she didn't show up for that meeting and all of the department heads were calling saying, hey, where's the, where is the CEO of the media division? She wasn't there. She was a no-show. That's not a good move. And so that, you know, part of the fact that Victoria was already gutted for, I mean, you don't, when you're on borrowed time, trial basis, probation, or any of that, blowing off a marketing meeting is a, is, is, is a no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um between that and then the fact that in regards to the two of them Sally maybe have ran a couple businesses I guess 
Uh, she was a designer, actually. Um, but, you know, she she got that job because of Adam. Nick had the nerve to say, well, I, I tried to save your job. Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, but I would say when it comes to Nate's experience, the dude got a PhD. It might be in medicine, but he had to take a bunch of business classes to get that PhD. So, I mean, he got something up under his belt, you know, um, versus Sally kind of getting that job based on being Adam's girlfriend. So, and I mean, yes, she's a designer, but she had pretty much, you know, no media experience. So, I don't know. They kind of measure up in the same to me, you know, because Nick was talking about how he has zero experience. Well, he spent about 11 years in college. So, he got something. Um, plus <laughs> He's he not in, dumb. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, plus he was the he was the head of the surgery department. So, he ran a team there as well. So, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes um, I just think the writers act like we don't pay attention. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I so, just, like, what'd you say, Keisha? I was just going to say, I just feel like for Victoria to con- to now consistently use Sally's experience as an excuse, mm-hmm. you, you're still going with somebody that doesn't have, doesn't for real have the experience that you guys would want or prefer to be using that as an excuse. I mean, I agree. And Nate does have a PhD, but. But just tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Stop making excuses and just say you don't like it. Right. Well, here's the thing about Victoria. Victoria is like Victor. You know, if you loyal, if you scratch my back, I'm going to scratch yours. And by Nate not ratting her out, she looked at that as supreme loyalty, which is the other reason why she want Nate over there. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the other thing, because Victor don't care what you got. You can work in, in at the, you know, at the grocery store. If you show him loyalty, he gonna pay you back for it, even if it's crooked loyalty. <laughs> yeah, but she, she, why can't she just not admit that to Nicholas instead of making up all these other excuses? Just say that. Just say this is strictly because Nate did what I asked him to. And I, I thought she did. Him. I thought she did say that. She told him that yesterday and today. She did it in a roundabout way, though. She still kept using the Sally doesn't have any experience. She she missed that one meeting. Kind of, I feel like she was making excuses and not mm-hmm. just there. There wasn't. She wasn't being straight up about it. And it took like, I don't know how many times before she said because Nate did this for us, kind of thing. And and again, and Nick also pointed out the there's a million different positions in this company that you could give Nate. Why do you want to give this one to him? Mm-hmm. Because he was cutthroat, just like her. Yeah. You know, Victoria it's because she is, doesn't like Sally. She don't like, but she, he also said, I mean, she also said that, you know, if Nate don't take the job, she out anyway. So, I mean, she might not like Sally, but the reason that, she's going after Nate is because of that risky business move that he decided to do. She wants somebody to get in the trenches with her. Nicholas ain't doing that. I'm surprised she didn't give Nate Nicholas job. Nicholas is very, very, he has a lot of integrity, which her, his father and his sister don't. 
You know, right. it's funny you say, I thought the same thing. Look out, Nick. She's going to fire you. <laughs> right. I don't think she would ever fire Nick unless <laughs> Nick did something like egregious to her. Let me ask you guys this question. So he wanted Sally to bounce back on her feet so bad. Why he didn't offer her a job over at New Hope? Right. I forgot all about New Hope. It's, it's, I mean, he still owns that company. And I mean, especially since. Uh, Noah is no longer in charge. Why not put her in charge over at New Hope? Right. Is that a nonprofit though? He was still making money. Oh. Yeah, you still pay your CEO. Some shoot, some nonprofits pay their CEOs real good. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget about his uh, his little organization. Same. I know. That, I only ever I, remember it when they bring it up. Yeah. You know what? I saw a couple of missed opportunities this week because I thought sure. I said, Nick, all you got to do is just give her a job at, at New Hope. And they didn't even think about that Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, that was weird. Um, the other thing about Sally is that I do like the fact that she has a really good connection with Connor. I think one of you all said mm-hmm. that. And um, it might be him. He might be the one to bring Sally and Adam back together. I feel like it. I, I feel like that's probably what's going to happen because this is like what the second time in the last couple of weeks that they put Sally and Connor in a scene together? Right. I hope it happens, y'all. I really do. That is a fire that I miss. Yeah, tell me about it. And the other fire that I want to see is Hope and Thomas, but, you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that one. Oh, my God. I am just, uh, I hope, you know, they just need to clean Thomas up a little bit. Get rid of that and just they need them. to clean him up a lot. <laughs> Get rid of that damn mannequin. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Okay, so 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 <laughs> with regard to to the whole um, Sally and Nate t- getting her job and everything, do y'all think that Nate and Devon are really going to make amends? Not anytime soon. Not not right now. They won't. Mm-mm. I don't. And think especially so. after looking at the previews on Monday, mm. when uh, Devon walks into society and hear Victoria offer her the CEO position, offer mm-hmm. Nate the CEO position over there, he was like, "I I want I can't wait to see that one." Yeah. yeah. You could see the room get brighter as his as his brain filled in all the gaps. <laughs> I mean, okay, so let me ask. Just say they got into a big fight. It wasn't uh, inside of trading or espionage, and they got into a big fight, and um, Nate quit. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't uh, quit or got fired. Does it really matter that he go work for Newman? I mean, or is it that Devon don't want him working for anybody? I guess I assume from that clip that that he put together that that's who Nate was feeding the information to because now all of a sudden he's got this job that's exactly what I thought yeah it's going to be interesting to see how that all play out because you mm-hmm. know the two of them are going to say uh, I found that he was available so I offered him the position right. I know how Victoria is she's going to have a comeback for that she yeah. will and she always makes the conversation just so She's not lying, but she's framing it so it will put her in the best light. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> exactly. Okay. All right. Let's move uh, toward Diane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all. Well, so, first of all, <laughs> do y'all think that story that she gave is true? 
about Jeremy last week because it leads into this week. Yeah, I mean, I think it's true that she got herself into a mess because of her own fault. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, when you when you fake your own death and then you go and you buy a new identity that belongs to a deceased person, who are you buying that from? Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't think there's like a whole piece of of bad stuff going on behind the person that you're actually giving the money to and getting the ID from. Right. Yeah. That's a deep well. Yeah. Well, it seemed like, cause see, I thought this whole thing was going to just blow up pretty quickly. Cause once Jack told Ashley about Mm -hmm. it, I mean, Jack obviously feels that, at first he was pissed off about the fact that he's been lying. She's been lying to all of us all this time, but then he said, but she did it for survival. Yeah. Always making excuses. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what, that's why Ashley was frustrated with him because she's like, you've given her how many chances to tell you the whole truth about what was going on with her. Yep. And here she is, you finding out another, another lie or something else that she kept from you and you're still making excuses for her. Exactly. And oh my goodness, when she told Tucker and and that um, seemingly changed, kind-hearted person with a new outlook on life sure did turn about face on all of that. I was like, oh, there he is. Mm, yeah. There yeah it's, I heard he got us. real creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he got real creepy. He showed his dark side. He did. Seriously. Um, there is something that's been floating around that she's going to be arrested. Ooh. <clears throat> did you guys see that? I did not. Mm. I didn't see that either. Yeah, I saw that yesterday or something. I don't know, but I mean, is it possible? Because she was a part technically, even though she got to explain her way out of that. But if she was helping smuggle funds, mm-hmm. laundering money is what, yeah, laundering money, mm-hmm. you know, whether she knew it or not, she still was part of moving the money. Yeah. And what's the statute of limitations on that? And two, not to mention the fact that she literally stole someone's identification. Yeah. That's the yeah. other thing. That's what she, she did mm-hmm. a Ashlyn Locke. Well, yeah. And it would also include mail fraud because if she actually filed taxes, yeah, or applied for any credit card. Anything sent through the mail with that identity is mail fraud. Yeah, she bought that house under that Taylor Jensen name yeah. too. Mm-hmm. More mm-hmm. bank fraud. Yep. Yeah. So maybe that's. It's a lot of stuff that she, you know, she's going to have to contend with. Now I do know that she's supposed to tell Kyle next week. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Now that's going to be uh, interesting to see what because he's the catalyst. He can make he can make or break this situation. Right. Right. And you know, I don't care what Nikki does, what mm-hmm. Phyllis does, mm-hmm. Ashley, anybody. It's Kyle the one that says you're out. Right. And you know, honestly, Nikki and Phyllis just need to stop everything right now. Yeah. They're smart. Pretty much. <clears throat> yeah. Because the explosion is gonna be big. And that is gonna be that news is gonna be like a lead balloon for Kyle. Yeah, well, Jack and Phyllis is supposed to have a huge fight next week, too. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, maybe they need to take a step back. Mm -hmm. My thing with Jack is he 
So he either needs to admit that he still has feelings for Diane or is interested in her in some way, or mm-hmm. he just needs to back off. Yep. Because he keeps he keeps using the excuse of I just want to make sure Kyle doesn't get hurt, but Kyle is an adult. Mm-hmm. If you're not interested in Diane romantically, then you shouldn't be this involved in mm-hmm. what is going on and what what happened in her life when she was pretending to be dead. His yeah. first thing to her last week when she was telling him that information should have been either you tell Kyle or I will. Other than that. I don't, there's nothing else that we need to talk about because you and I are just, we're parents. We're not in a relationship. We're not trying to be in a relationship. We're not trying to be friends, which mm-hmm. I, obviously it looks like Jackie is trying to be her friend, but I feel like he is too involved when it comes to her. Yeah. He, he needs to admit that he wants that friendship or that relationship back with her, or he just needs to take a step back yep. and t- her you need to deal with Kyle because this is about Kyle it's not about me yeah yeah well we'll see what Kyle is going to do is he going to see this as she's a victim but she's not because you the one what started this whole thing is you buying a new identity well I mean you know she made her own bed pretty much I feel like I feel like him and Jack are both going to see her as a victim yep because she got blackmailed and because twice um, mm. and because what's his name is involved in it and they don't like him. Oh, oh Tucker. Yeah. Tucker. Yeah. 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 And you know, that's just going to tick me off because she just keeps getting away with everything. It's disgusting. Yeah. We know how you feel about that. Girl. <laughs> I, mm. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> um, yeah, then, Di- Diane is uh, honestly, obviously, what that means, you know, being that she's new back on the show, she's not going to probably go anywhere anytime soon. No, so no. they got to figure out a way to keep her on some kind of way. I don't know. And if that means Kyle is going to excuse and say, hey, my mom was caught up into something that she had no idea. And then she was blackmailed by Tucker finding out she was alive. I just, the only thing I can see is Kyle feeling sorry for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> That's it. You know, and then, you know, she's connected with Harrison now. And so what else, once that's out in the open and they, because honestly, she took a lot of power away from Nikki, Phyllis, and Ashley by telling Jack herself. Yeah. Yes, because, she did. That's why I think that Ashley and Phyllis, as soon as they find out what's happening, hopefully from Ashley soon, that they'll just stop everything. But you know they're not going to. Yeah, I don't, what, that's what's going to be my reaction. I mean, I want to know what their, I'm sorry, my reaction, their reaction is going to be when mm-hmm. Ashley said, you know what? She told Jack everything. Yeah. Then what? What do you got? Right. Because I see think- what? Because, see, what they want to do is they want to dig up some dirt that nobody knows and put her on expose mode, right? Mm -hmm. But you can't expose somebody to the people who already know the truth. You know what I'm saying? But she still left some stuff out. Yeah, probably. Go ahead. Somebody was going to say something. Keisha? I was just going to say, I I think um, I think 
Ashley and Nikki will be able to just drop it and just say mm-hmm. forget it. Phyllis is going to be the one that mm-hmm. is going to still try to do what she can to make her look bad to everybody. Because yeah. for her, it's not about um, it's not about just breaking that tie with Kyle or Harrison or Summer. She wants everybody to hate Diane. Absolutely. And, and it goes all the way back to the way that Diane interfered with her relationship with Jack years ago. The fact that Diane burnt down the pool house and blamed Phyllis. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of it. It's like, and, and Phyllis can't let anything go. I love yeah. her so much. That character is one of my favorite characters, but oh my God, she can't let anything go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing is with Phyllis this week, I, I saw a missed opportunity with her because we was talking about Sally. When they said that they the, Sally and Phyllis was going to do a face-off, I was expecting the worst. That was not what I expected. Same. Yeah, that wasn't really a face-off. And I actually, I like the way Sally handled it. Me too. She was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to keep my mouth shut and walk away because basically because you're not worth it right now. Yeah, it was just so interesting because I thought they were going to bring up Nick. Nick didn't even come up in conversation. That nope. I think that's what Sally Sally was alluding to when she said there are so many things I could say to you right now, but I'm not going to. Yep, I agree. Right, but when <laughs> I was hoping that when they were they had because you know Trish and I we've been talking about this for weeks. Boy, wait till Summer find out. Mm-hmm. Wait till Phyllis find out. And Summer found out, and you, we saw what happened with that last week. And mm-hmm. then when they teased us with what you know, uh, Phil is going to have a conversation with Sally. And I'm like, okay, yeah, well, this is going to be interesting. And she come over there talking about, well, how is your day? And you're looking bad and you're looking down and, oh, the job didn't work out. Oh, too bad. And I'm like, that's it. Bring up, bring up Nick. (laughs) Right. And you know what kills me about those kinds of conversations when they have them is that if you were looking from far away in the room, Phyllis had a lovely look on her face. You would never know that she was being condescending and and baiting. Yeah, because she did the same thing with Chelsea a few right. minutes before that. <clears throat> she did. She did. You know, well, so it was it was just anticlimactic to me. Mm-hmm. With Chelsea, it kind of gave me the feeling a little bit because she did have a different look in her eye when she was talking to Chelsea. Like there was, she was having an emotional moment too. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually kind of welled up in her eyes for just that brief bit of, of a couple of seconds. And I think there was actually a little bit of empathy there for Chelsea on Phyllis. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I kind of saw a little bit of that. Did you see that? Yeah. I think she started, I think it started out as the condescending, mm-hmm. like um, Phyllis, you know, about to be a smart, a smart Ellen kind of thing. Yep. And I think she realized that Chelsea was going through something and she kind of switched mm-hmm. her tone to, to be more empathetic to her. Yeah, she knew it was something real and something bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's bad, all right. Boy, it's bad. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Um, But, yeah, Diane, this whole thing, especially with Tucker now saying that he's not done with her. Right. But she was like, Okay, everything is out in the open. You are now talking to Ashley. Okay, then maybe you should just leave me alone because he said he see her as a liability. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Okay, fine. Well, cut cut the cord. Let me go." And he was like, "Oh no." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
it's a it's gonna be a never ending cycle with with Tucker. I mean, unless he got some more dirt on her. There's gotta be something else. There, there has, has to be. be. Mm-hmm. For him to to still kind of have that hold over her. Mm-hmm. There's gotta be something else going on there. Yep. Yeah. Or what's this storyline with um with the, the three amigos? It just everything ends right here with it. If there's nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that'd be, be another womp womp, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we'll have to see. Let me ask you guys about Devon and Abby. Mm-hmm. And are they trying to put Devon and Abby together? You know, they tried that before. And I just don't see any chemistry between those two. Well, it like they're trying it again because Amanda looked like, I guess Devon said that he, he and Amanda is struggling right now. And then now we see Abby and Chance having issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're going that direction. Yeah. And we knew, we had, we knew when Devon decided to be the, the donor mm-hmm. um, for Abby. Yeah. Sometimes, some, Sometime down the line, this was going to happen just because they have a kid together. They were going to, I feel like the writers were going to try to test it out with them again. Yeah. And I mean, they've been such good friends for so long. But again, I just don't see any chemistry chemistry. Yeah, me either. I I'm, I, I just, <clears throat> what about you, Keisha? You think so? The chemistry? Yeah. Um, I no, I don't really see it. Okay. Um, but I feel like they're going to force it at yep. some point because they because of Dominic. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Just like I honestly believe that Thomas and Hope is going to get together. And I can't wait. Yeah, I know there's I actually can't... chemistry there. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Ooh, okay. Um. Yeah. So. I don't know. I I don't I don't see the chemistry between the two of them. I just don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And in regards to Nate and Devon, I don't see them ever becoming. Because I know we kind of touched on that where they were. I don't see it ever happening. It's just I won't say never ever. Maybe somebody gets sick, needs some type of mm-hmm. organ or something, and then save the family member. But that's that whole family is in shambles because now we got this issue going on. With Lily and Billy. Yeah. I don't know. I, Lily is, I'm giving her the side eye this week. She might get a seat to, later on, too. <laughs> I mean, seriously, because you knew from day, as they say in Australia, day dot. You knew from day dot, day one, that Billy didn't want to do this. Yeah. You knew right. that. Yeah. You had to talk him into it. Then he got on the podcast. He went well with the podcast, but you told him you need to focus on your COO duties. Mm-hmm. He pushed himself back into the office, and now we're down to this part. He like, I can't do this no more. Yeah, she played pick me and found out. And then she turned around and want to be condescending at the end, like, well, if you don't have time for me. And I'm like, girl, stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just stop. Yep. You knew this man didn't want to do this. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just my thought on it. What do you guys think about that? I, I've i always felt like she 
has given she gave him chances to back out when he kept telling her no. But so she would always be condescending when he back out. I never I don't feel like she is being condescending about it. I think she is being genuine when she was asking him, Is do you want to do this? Because if you don't, I won't be upset. Just tell me. And he was always like, No, no, no. I wanna be here. I wanna be here for you. This is my mother's company too, blah, blah, blah. Instead of just being honest about it. So she would be like, Okay, all right. She I, I remember her asking him on multiple occasions, do you really want to be here? And him saying, yes, I'm I'm happy here. I love working with you. So she gave him chances to back out. He was the one that just wasn't honest with himself about it. And I, I feel like what happened this week, um, I didn't feel like it was called for the way she went off on him for going to talk to Nate. Mm-hmm. Because she's like, look, you she basically was pissed off because she felt like he doesn't I think her feeling is that he doesn't trust her to handle the company on her own until she gets another CEO and that's why she was mad about him going to Nate trying to I guess get him to patch things up which I thought that was an overreaction on her part Um, but at the same time I didn't I guess I didn't view that as her being condescending towards him because he quit I think she took it as you don't have faith in me that I can do this without you kind of thing that's that was what I took from it I, I think, kept I think she overreacted but I think that was I felt I, like that was her take I kept picking up on her being passive aggressive because she would make little short statements like well since you're not going to be in here anymore or since you want to leave the, and it's like okay he already told you you accept it no need to continue to throw digs at the dude. You know what I'm saying? I got that too. I did. She was being very passive aggressive this week. Yeah, I thought she was. And I also thought that she did overreact about him going to see Nate. But I think that came from her annoyance of asking him so many times if he wanted to be there and then he doesn't want to be there. So now he's trying to still be there. So I kind of, she was just really frustrated and that's why it was coming out that way. Cause I mean, you know, I love Lily. I think she's uh, just one of the, one of the good, good characters, you know, and Mm -hmm. I hated with that. They made her be responsible for the wreck that killed Hillary and the baby. But it, other than that, she's always been um, very fair, a very fair character, a very seemingly positive, good influence character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And then as for Devon, here's the other thing that I don't understand, and I think we kind of touched on this last week, Keisha, is the fact that they're moving forward with that IPO with these threats in the air. That makes no sense. And Devon, I don't blame Devon for saying, uh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Same. Well, he, Lily said that Jill wants to move forward after they find out who Nate was working with. Yeah, but he ain't telling nobody. Yeah. So I don't think they're I don't think they're going to do anything until they know for sure who it was that Nate was working with. Well, you still got and, Tucker I mean, and Audra in the mix, though. Oh well, yeah, for sure. But they, yeah. they have no idea about that. Yeah, the snakes was, in the hen house, and they don't know it yet. Yeah, and that that was why I said last week Jill's going to feel real silly when she finds out Audra, who she hired. Yeah is actually working against her and the way she was going off on Lily and Billy about Nate. And it's her fault. (laughs) 
Yeah, and you didn't hire somebody. You didn't put them right in there in the middle of it and make them responsible for the IPO. And she's, and you know, she's basically backstabbing you. Yep. But um, what Lily said this week was, after we find out who Nate was working with, Jill wants to move forward with the IPO. So if Nate never tells them or they never figure it out, then it looks like they're not going to do the IPO thing. The only way that that can happen is is if Jill has that much faith in Audra that Audra talks her into it. That's the only way that that could happen. You know what I'm saying? Because like you say, if they're not going to, excuse me, if they're not going to get the information from Nate and they're going to put it on hold, the only person that maybe can turn that around is Audra convincing Jill to move forward with it with what because remember she's the consultant and the strategist for this whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She would have to convince Devon too though, right? And Devon said he's not doing it. Yeah, that's the other thing. I'm wondering, I wouldn't be a bit surprised that and I know it's probably too late because they got contracts in play, but Devon looked like he just wants to take his company and run. He really does. Give me back my stuff. I'm getting out of this sandbox right now. I want my boys back. <laughs> I wonder if he could use this situation with Nate. Like, look, I messed up. I hired a COO that betrayed us. You can go on and let me out of that contract because I know, you know, you don't, maybe you don't trust my judgment anymore. Try to do right. that to get out of whatever, yeah. whatever he can with her. I don't know. Yeah. So, okay. Um, We got to break down Chelsea. <sighs> Man, mm-hmm. you know, I've been real critical of Chelsea this past several weeks. Up oh, to me the- too, absolutely. Just, oh, yeah, yeah. And watching how she is just her, men- her mental health is really affected in today's episode. I felt sorry for the girl, today. same, yeah. I felt sorry for Chelsea for a while now, honestly, because it seemed like she just didn't know what to do with herself she, she was, wanted she's looking for somebody she don't have anybody she's by herself yeah you know i guess she, what got me about chelsea all this time that the things that have been going on is that you know she never finished the therapy and got right? it early mm-hmm. and then when she got out she wasn't well like all of a sudden she's into ray ray's a married man she's all into ray well, you got to back up a little bit, Trish, because she tried to get she tried to get Adam back. She did. She did. You know when and that wasn't when Sally had her hooks in him. Yeah, yeah, and that that was um, you know the whole all those spiteful conversations and just being just so rude to Sally from the very before she even met her, she was anti Sally mm-hmm. and didn't even give her a chance. And it's like, girl, you don't remember where you came from and how many chances you've gotten, and you're not giving somebody a chance now. I did not care for her character. Every time she came on, it was like, oh, God, not again. And then when she started going, you know, slobbering all over Ray, and then who'd she slobber on next? Billy. Um, was there somebody in between them? I can't even remember at this point. But it was, it's like, girl. Well, remember she was looking. She's not hey. in a committed relationship. I was just like annoyed with her as all get out. Trish, she was looking googly-eyed for a hot second of Chance. She that's that was the other one was Chance. I couldn't. Yes, it was Kyle. Kyle, 
Yeah. Oh, God, you guys, we should have known it was bad because <laughs> who would do that, right? I mean, seriously, they're all in relation, in committed relationships. Who would do that? And when she kissed Billy, it was like, what? Do you remember what you did to Billy? You literally had him locked in a cage underground in Myanmar. I mean, what makes you think he wants you to kiss him? And now, of course, Billy's the one who's going to wind up saving her from the ledge. Mm -hmm. And seeing her yesterday and today, I was like, oh, man, this is bad. Well, that's the thing. When she couldn't build a connection with any of those string of people that we just mentioned, her next thing was like, okay, there's Johnny out there. A child should give me unconditional love. Unfortunately, Johnny had already had a set of parents. And so now she wants to come in the middle of that. That didn't go the way that she expected. Then she break the news to her son. Her son don't want to be bothered with her now. And so it's like, I have nobody. Nobody. Yeah. And it sucked. Go ahead. Some of that, she definitely brought it on herself. With the way that she approached that situation with Johnny, she was trying to force something that she couldn't. And she heard heard out of Johnny's mouth that he didn't want to know. He didn't want to have anything to do with her. And she still tried to push the issue because she doesn't know when to to stop. She doesn't know when to let go. And Chelsea wants something. She keeps going for it until basically she ruins Everything. a relationship with somebody. You know, Keisha, it's so funny you say that. That is absolutely just dead on. And what kills me about the whole situation is that throughout the entire thing, she would say Johnny's name once in a while, but then it was always, well, I want, I feel like this and mm-hmm. I want this and I expect this. And it was all, I, if I would have counted the number of times that she said the word I, it would have been yeah. in a triple digits. Yeah. So just I, the self-centeredness of her character these last months has just been really off-putting and, and disgusting. Mm-hmm. And now of course, we see what's, you know, truly happening and it's just, it's just sad. Yeah, I mean, she even she even blew up her relationship with Chloe at one point Mm -hmm. and then, you know, they kind of got back on track a little bit, but I mean, she had opportunities, kind of like how Phyllis was naming the fact that she had an offer at Marchetti, she had an offer at Fenmore, she had the podcast, Mm -hmm. nothing, she, she wanted a human connection in her life yeah and then she has no one the boys don't want you know i'm not saying they don't want anything to do with her but johnny don't want anything but her son is distant and now she has no romantic connection in in town so she's just by herself no friends no friends Mm. chloe's out of town she can't stand sally you know her and phyllis had a brief moment but they're not bff no right you know, so now she's hearing all these voices because the wall of accountability have hit her in the face. Yeah. Because that's what that is. All that is her taking accountability of everything people were telling her. Yeah. And now, as they say, the truth hurts and it's, 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 it's driving a stake through her. Yeah. You know, and it's unfortunate that it, this type of, and I, I'm going to briefly talk about that for a minute because I, I, I want to spread awareness Anybody, if you feel that you cannot deal, there are hotlines that you can call, you know, 
if you don't want to go into an actual clinic and talk about something, betterhelp.com. It's an online service. No, I'm not sponsored by them. You can call, get in touch with them online and you can talk from the comfort of your home. Talk to somebody. Yeah, please. Get the help you need. People, folks, you never know who's going through what. They can be walking around with a smile on their face and when they close the door at home, they're on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so I want to put that message out there. I'm sorry. I'm, I was surprised CBS didn't do one of their awareness things, you know. Maybe they'll do it next on Monday, you know, because they left us on that cliffhanger with her up on the roof. Right. Maybe they'll drop it on Monday or something. But I just want to put that out there from from our podcast to you guys. So thank there you. you. What would you say? Thank you. Oh, no problem. Hey, I've had people in my family, friends that I know that's going through things. Depression is a real thing, you know. Um, And yes, is this self-inflicted for Chelsea? Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. But she left. She should have stayed in counseling. Which one of you guys said that? Somebody said that she got out of counseling too soon. Trish. Trish, yeah. And all this was part of this bargain because she set Adam up for Ray's attempted murder. All this just goes back. It's a history here. So it's just unfortunate. But yeah, I was I had a little bit of a tear because I felt when she started hearing those voices. That was hardcore. And she was like, I need it to stop. I'm like, go ahead, Melissa Claire Egan. Yeah. Yeah. She's done done amazing. (laughs) She has Keisha. She's done an amazing job. Yes, she is. You would and then they she's not wearing any makeup or anything. Yep, that's what I was going to say. She Even the way they have her made up, or I guess not made up on the show, is... She's made up to not be made up. <laughs> right. It, that's how, you know, people are suffering from depression or going through something mentally. Yeah. It's usually their outward appearance that people sometimes notice first. Yeah. Yeah, that's why Billy notices it. Billy yeah. notices it because he was... He yeah. had a meltdown mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What'd you say? Oh, I was just going to say, he's been there. Yeah, remember that cabin scene with Victoria? He was having these out-of-body experiences or whatever that was that mm-hmm. they were trying to do. I forgot yeah. what that, that... What was that called? I remember you, Keisha, and, uh, we used to talk... We talked about that particular episode about a, what, about a year and a half, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Remember he was in the cabin and... I remember. He was yeah. having some type of breakthrough or something or whatever. Because yeah, he was, was just lost. Yeah. So obviously Billy sees that. He know what that looks like. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, what did you think about Adam coming over to ask her out? I'm... For you... Go ahead, Trish. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I was so glad somebody showed up. Mm-hmm. I love that Adam consistently shows... Um, how much he cares because this I mean this isn't the first time that he's tried to like get her out of the house because he's noticing that maybe she's feeling lonely or you know that something is wrong and he's just trying to get her out of the house and you know get her to socialize so she's not alone I I think that that's very sweet of him because he doesn't have to do that yeah agreed and I can't overlook that truce that he had with Victoria today Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was once in a lifetime, and then Billy strolled his behind. 
in there talking crazy. I'm like, dude, we got a peaceful moment. We did. You ruined the peace. I'm like, man, Billy, can you put your issues with this aside against Adam for a moment? Just right. a minute. I mean, just just sixty whole seconds. Right. And then turn around talking about he's wearing his mask on his face, pretty much calling him a monster. Right. Yeah. I'm like, Billy, just he okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll save I'll save him for later. Right. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, I don't know if I could ever have anything nice to say to somebody either if they did to my kid what Adam did to Billy's kid. And yeah, no, well, well, Billy got baby car. Hey, listen, Billy gotta take some accountability. Oh, he for does. That one. He does, but he won't. That's, yeah, look, that's still not going to take away the pain. The I feel pain, like right. Over my it will not take away that pain. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. But yeah, I thought that was a really nice scene to have between Victoria and Adam and the boys. I agree. Same. I was Yeah, because they're always fighting and competition and all that. And this, it was nice to say, hey, you know, yeah, you can go over for a sleepover. And hey, I'll pick up the boys. Don't worry about it. It was really nice to see. Well, and you know, the other cool thing about them getting along in front of the kids is that Adam and Victoria have the same dad, but not the same mom. And Billy, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Johnny and Connor have the same mom, but not the same dad. And so maybe by showing that you could have relationships, the two boys will continue to remain close. I was definitely very surprised at how well the the, the two boys interacted with each other. It because was, it was yeah, very cool. easy for Johnny to say, I don't want to have anything to do with you either. Right. I hate your mom kind of thing. Leave me alone. And it was the exact opposite where he's like, well, can we go hang out? Yep. I thought that was... Um, very a, a very mature attitude from a, a kid yeah johnny was the one that extended that olive branch because connor mm -hmm. wasn't sure how johnny was going to feel about him right right yeah. and 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 he's a, a little bit younger than johnny so he was mm -hmm. like yeah i'll hang out with you and i'm like oh okay that's pretty cool you know yeah kids quite well, really that don't get not, enough credit i hope that that's not a a ploy like i hope they don't go to that sleepover and Johnny decides to be a jerk to to Connor. Oh, I hope not. Hey, what did you guys think about Connor's um uh Halloween costume? That was excellent. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice costume. Yeah, I I saw on Judah Mackey's uh that's the little boy that played Connor on his Instagram, they show how they made them all up. It took a long time to make that boy up. I'm sure that was a lot of makeup. That was a lot of makeup. But they, it was too cool though. I could see why he wore it for two episodes. If I'm gonna sit around that long <laughs> and you put on all that paint, I'm gonna wear it for <laughs> exactly. That was a lot of patience, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I just oh, one more thing right when Chelsea left to go going to the bathroom, which we all know where she went, Billy told Lily that uh something's going on with Chelsea. She turned around and say, Oh, I'm here with you on a date and you're not focusing on me because you're focusing on Chelsea. I'm like, oh my God. But you know really? I I don't think so Lily hasn't been he, she hasn't seen Chelsea the way and spent time with Chelsea the way Billy has and the way Adam has and where she would notice all the stuff that Chelsea is going through. So honestly I would have been a little annoyed too. 
if I don't know like all of what all of what is going on mentally with her and we're out trying to have a good time and here you go again talking about Chelsea. Yep. I would I would have been annoyed. So I don't blame her for being annoyed with that. I think when maybe when she finds out later that Chelsea is, you know, or they supposed to have a that they're they're supposed to get into a big a big fight next week. So I don't know if they're fighting over that or something else, but it ain't looking too good for those. It is definitely not looking good because Billy is trying to be the hero, like mm-hmm. he does for Victoria, and now he's doing it for Chelsea. Yep. Well, I will say somebody got to get up there on that roof because uh, she wants to end it, and. Yeah. Um, Somebody need to catch her and, you know, get her some help. Right. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I believe that when Lily finds out that that's how bad Chelsea is, I'm sh- Lily is the type of character that will have, um, she'll be sympathetic or empathetic towards Chelsea. I agree. This mom yeah. has no idea how bad Chelsea is. So her annoyance is the fact that, here we go again with you talking about Chelsea and trying to worry about what is going on with her and we're we're out trying to have a good time and you're over here staring at her and watching what she's doing. I thought he told her something. That's uh, he the word have, he used. He may have said that, but mm-hmm. if I don't actually see it myself and this is the umpteenth time that you brought up Chelsea in a conversation, I'm going to be annoyed as your girlfriend. I got I'm you. I'm annoyed with that until later on, until I find out, you know, well, dang, mm-hmm. she really was, you know, suicidal or having a mental breakdown. Yeah, mm-hmm. give me some details, Billy. I mean, you know, give us. Yeah, some, you need some more details. Give me some understanding. I'm wondering yeah. if that's going to give Connor a different outlook on his mom, too. Mm, that'd be nice. I don't know. I mean, he seemed he did seem like he was worried a little bit when they were at the coffee house and Adam was like, or they were trying to figure out where Chelsea was, and he was like, "Is, is mom okay? Or is she going to be okay?" Or I don't know. He had some concern in his voice, although he's, I guess, mad or annoyed with her right now because mm-hmm. of the whole Johnny thing. Mm-hmm. But he's still concerned about her. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. Um, let me ask you one more thing, you guys, one more thing, and then we got to move over to Bold. That whole honeymoon scene in um, in Costa Rica with Kyle and Summer yesterday, mm-hmm. I, I just wasn't feeling it. It felt like a filler segment to me. It was definitely filler. It was filler and forced. Yeah. I was like, what is the purpose of this? <laughs> It didn't even need to be on screen. They could have just gone away and come back and told us what happened. Exactly. They had this whole thing where they gave him some candy and he went to bed and they tried to have a private moment and he interrupted and then they all laid back in bed again. I'm like, you guys spent 20 minutes of this episode doing this. Right. This is not what we want to see. If you are not doing a real remote shoot, we don't need to see a fake hotel room in an inner tropical environment. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Go ahead. What did you say? I was I was just agreeing. I didn't really understand the point of them showing all that either. Yeah, it was just too much. Yeah. It was too much for me. I was like, okay, so, oh yeah. And then, what do you think about 
um, um, Nikki trying to tell Nicholas about his dating life. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, Nikki always forgets where she came, where she came from. <laughs> yeah. It's like habitual on the show with Nikki. She forgets where she came from. And he's, how old is Nick? Like in his mid 40s? I mean, come on. You don't get to tell your son. Come on. Come on. Yeah, she uh, she act like she was somebody I saw in one of the Facebook groups saying that Nikki acted like Nick is twelve years old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't have a girlfriend. Yeah, that, that was. That's what I'm saying. Some of these scenes was like, why are we talking about this? Where's the and that's why I didn't see. I saw bits and pieces. Like the Chelsea thing was definitely dramatic to Absolutely me. Absolutely, it was. Mm-hmm. And even that whole thing with the secret coming out, even though that was the tail end of last week, but it's like they had a lot of fillers in there. That whole thing with Phyllis and Sally, even though Sally handled it well, but it just wasn't what I expected, what they hyped it up to be in the spoilers. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. But y'all got anything else for Young and the Restless this week? Did we get everything? Um... I can't think of anything else. I can't think of anything else either. I think we hit it all. Okay, cool. All righty. Well, let's move over to Bold. Today is the 28th, right? Okay, good. All right. So for Bold and the Beautiful for the week of the 24th through the 28th, Deacon asked Brooke a startling question. <laughs> so did Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke gave Bill and Deacon her answer. Paris and Hope walked in on a half-naked Thomas. To Liam, Douglas said he wanted to be with his real family. (laughs) (laughs) And then Liam got his feelings hurt part two today when they also told him, when Douglas told him again, I ain't ready to go home. (laughs) (laughs) That was, oh. Oh, my God. See, I enjoyed Bold this week. It was how oh, I loved it. Yeah. Well, I'll say this because I did all of the spoilers last week on the YouTube side. And when they was talking about there's going to be a surprising proposal, I'm thinking it was not. I, I think maybe I talked to this talk about this with one of you guys. I thought the proposal was going to be like Donna and Eric or something. That's, that was my assumption, too. I would have never in a million years thought it would be Deacon and Brooke. Right, Not me either. <laughs> and the like, look on Hope's face, standing there off to the side. At first, That's she's it. like, "What's happening?" And then she got that stupid look of hope in her eyes, and she's shaking her head a little bit. Yes, you know, like yeah. looking at her mom, like, "What? What do you think? What do you?" Th-? I was like, "Oh God, no!" <laughs> I gotta say this about Hope. There's one piece of what Hope said this entire week that I honestly give her kudos for. Mm-hmm is when she said maybe if Ridge is that type of dude that's just going to up and leave, maybe you need to find somebody else that's better for her. Remember she had that conversation with Deacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, that was one of the things that stuck out to me too. Yep. What did y'all think about that? Go ahead. You have at it. it it's the truth. She, it's- she said it. She said Ridge 
basically disrespects her mom. So she would rather have her mom with somebody that is going to respect her and only love her. Yeah. And y'all, I don't understand, like, you know, women fighting like this over a man. Um, oh, it just always bothers me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it always bothers me. Um, you know, two men fighting over a woman. Okay. Whatever. But two women fighting over a man and the man allowing it to happen and leading both of them on mm -hmm. and telling two women that he loves them all at the same time in the same day and then going back to one and getting intimate. Mm -hmm. um, oh, man, he doesn't deserve either one of them. He doesn't. See, and that was the disappointing part about Taylor because she mm -hmm. made a stance with Steffi talking about, oh, no, he got to choose me. I'm done with this. I don't want no parts of him. I'm tired. I'm not going to be a homewrecker. And then that dude come and chase you around the mountain. And then you say, yes. And y'all, you didn't bought a house for him. But she didn't wreck the home. That dude is still married. Oh, absolutely. He is. <laughs> he absolutely is. I want to tell him, okay, you want to be with me? Yep. Hmm, yep. You need to go clean up your unfinished business. business. Clean up the trash. Exactly. You know, and for her to say all that, and then this man is still legally married, even though he said he wants an annulment. Um, it's like Taylor, you need to give him some space to go and you know sort all this out in his head because he still isn't being honest with Brooke about that CPS call. He's not being honest with any of them. Nope. Yep. He yep. And he ain't said nothing to any of them. And nope. um. The, I just lost what I was getting. Well, here's the thing. The difference between Taylor and Brooke with that CPS call, Brooke wants to know. Taylor was like, well, you ain't got to tell me. Whatever it is, I don't want to know. Okay, cool. Since you don't want to know why he's here, then whatever comes out of that, it's going to be on you because you should demand to know. Why are you here? Why are you still legally married and come chasing me to Aspen? I need to know the truth. Brooke wants to know why he did that. She don't care. I'd have to know. I would have to know. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And, and I realized that Thomas and Ridge gave their word to that guy that they wouldn't tell anybody about it. But yeah. not like they would be telling anyone who how they got the information why didn't why hasn't anyone told Steffi and Taylor about the yeah yes the only people that know about it is Thomas and Ridge right yeah oh no that that whole thing is just crazy the other thing that bothered me was when um, Steffi <laughs> and Taylor were talking and Taylor was like you know your dad had to go get had to go to Brooks or had to go talk to Brooke or whatever he's got to get his stuff. And they're sitting over there like, but we trust them. We trust them. It's okay. I'm like, that's the other problem. With, that's the, yeah, that's the other problem with Taylor and Brooke both is they have to convince themselves that they trust Ridge. Mm -hmm. Like they right. have to say it over and over that they, that they trust Ridge. It's like, it's like that like, little train. I think I can. I think I can. I yeah. Think. And it's like, if you have to say that to yourself over and over again, then there's a problem there. And if you if you are that insecure, because Brooke showed her insecurities the minute Taylor came into town. Yep. Brooke and her sisters, because all they talked about was 
oh my God, Taylor's back. How long is she going to be here? When is she leaving? Mm -hmm. I hope she's not staying for good. And it's like, are you that, are you that insecure with your marriage and your husband that Taylor's mere presence is a threat to your marriage? Right. Yeah. Uh, Here's my other thing too, is that that girl had two men at her door saying, I will be, it's only me. I will be here for you. And you still want to go after a dude who Mm -hmm. took off with no explanation, Mm -hmm. run all the way to Colorado, get with his ex, Mm -hmm. stay up there a couple of days getting, you know what, Mm -hmm. from his ex, come back and tell you I want an annulment and go back to his ex. And then you're like, I still want to fight for this dude. What is wrong with you? And an annulment at that, not even an annulment. Like it didn't happen. (laughs) It didn't happen. And where is RJ? Girl, bored RJ somewhere. Girl, I don't know. Out of school by now. You think? Girl, you would think he'd be out in college or something. He'd be like (laughs) twenty-five. Yeah, I feel like when he was on the show however many years ago, him and Coco were both like teenagers. High school age. Yeah. Right. Yep. The, yep. One of the other things that Brooke said um, this was when Bill was there. Um, When he was professing his love to her about how she's the only one for him and blah blah blah. She was like she said something like um I don't want to, I don't want to break up with, or I don't want to divorce or whatever it was she said. I want to learn from my mistakes and grow. And I'm like, you and Rich have been together on and off for the last, what, 35 years. If you have not learned and y'all haven't grown in those 35 years, (laughs) please explain to me how much more do you need to learn and grow? exactly Keisha oh my god yes no holds barred absolutely what else do you need to learn and grow from and how much more time do you need good I mean honestly listen my thing is why not move her over to give Don Diamond some lines and some storylines again and and put put them two back together why would you have this woman pine after this dude who is clearly not he want a annulment he want to act like your marriage never existed mm-hmm. why are you saying I'm going to get my husband back I'm making a vow it's like girl come on I mean those are total fracture words like I don't ever want to see you again and by the way this annulment is not going to stop me from going after 50% of your shares of the company I mean, yeah. that would make me like a really angry, vindictive kind of person. Yeah. What? what why do you think? Okay, so let's kind of carve into these proposals. Deacon and his proposal. Now, <laughs> y'all, I'm you're like, oh, the money for that ring. I mean, come on. Well, here's <laughs> my thing is, you got Sheila Carter hiding out at your apartment. Right. right? How do you think that's going to... Just say Brooke said yes. What were you going to do with Sheila? Leave her there? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he was going to move into that mansion and he was going to leave <laughs> Sheila in that apartment. 
<laughs> He's like, later, Sheila. <laughs> right. Well, hey, you guys heard Sheila put a threat on the table today. She already she did. Sure did. Yeah, she didn't waste any time. And he, that, and again, he brought that on himself because the minute Sheila showed up at his door, he should have called the police on her. Yep. Yep. He should have pointed when she was in the bathroom. He should have told his probation officer written on paper, there's a crazy person in my bathroom who's threatening me. <laughs> right. There there was no good that was going to come None. from helping her. He, he has gained nothing. He None. hasn't gained any money from her like she said she was going to give him. Nope. They're, like he hasn't gained an advantage in any way. Of well, protecting listen, in Sheila. his eyes, he got the cookie. So <laughs> <laughs> that and that just shows you how dumb some people or men can be. Because that's all. Is that all it took? Is that all it takes? And and I think the answer is <laughs> yes. As a matter of fact, it is. <laughs> and that was that was before, like before any of that even happened. He's had already agreed to hide her out. Yeah, that's true. Yep, that is true. Because she she hadn't put sex and money on the table until a little bit later. Right? Y'all, if she calls him daddy, like, is that going to be the thing now? I was, I kind of gagged. Oh, I missed that. She called him that? Twice. Yeah, she called him that today. Today and the other day. <laughs> daddy, I'm like, oh, no. I mean, okay, so let me ask you a question. On screen chemistry, do you think Deacon and Sheila is hot? Um, I think that they are toxically attracted. Is that okay. Is that, is that a thing? <laughs> <It says> toxically <laughs> attracted. What do you think, Keisha? Um... I think did we t- I think we talked about this last week and I I said there was something about it that just didn't the two of them just didn't mesh for me. Oh, okay. It's yeah. just toxic. I mean she's toxic. Yeah, he he's on he's going to be on the verge. I I have a feeling that hope is going to be uh destined for a lot of heartbreak. First she finds out her father is been sleeping with Sheila Carter, not just living with her, sleeping with her too. Mm-hmm. And then Thomas got this whole thing in motion. I mean, every there's people around Hope right now that can just blow up her world. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I feel like Deacon is just, you know how Thomas is obsessed with Hope? I think he, on some level, is obsessed with Brooke. Oh, for sure. Who, Deacon? Deacon, yeah. Yeah, because but then he was stupid enough to tell Sheila that he went over there. I'm right. like, I, 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 you want to be missing a toe too? When do you <laughs> when do you think you're gonna get to sleep, Deacon? <laughs> you gotta close those eyes sometime. He admitted to it. It was mm-hmm. he was like, I'm I, hey, I'm single. I can do what I want to do, and I'm like, dude, I'm hmm. talking to Sheila was... Carter. Right, she's insane. I mean, she's not just crazy, y'all. She's literally insane. Yeah, 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 he's sleeping with uh, uh, some dark energy right there, boy. Yeah, and his, I don't know, yeah, the desperation for him to finally be with Brooke, that was, that proposal just showed how desperate he was, because that was like, come on, dude. You really? Know she's not divorced yet. You know that she still wants to be with Ridge. Did you really honestly, truly think that the day after you found out 
Ridge left her that you were going to have a chance of her saying yes. You you don't even have a chance of her saying yes to dinner, let alone a proposal. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bill, I would have been, if, if I was Brooke, I would have been so bothered by the fact that you're showing up at my doorstep less than a week after you and I were talking about how you can get back with my sister. And then you're telling me that it's always been me and that basically you were only trying to be with Katie out of maybe obligation or because you were trying to do the right thing. That was disrespectful to her sister. Big time. Like none of that clicks with her. She just, you know, smiles. Oh, Bill, you're silly. You're crazy. I'll always care about you. This, but this can't happen. Like, no, you need to cuss him out and put him out of your house. (laughs) Absolutely. Cuss him out and put him out the house. (laughs) That's funny. And even when she was talking to Katie today, and Katie asked her, like, Bill came over here, didn't he? He did exactly what I said he was going to do, didn't he? And she just kind of gave this little smile and just kind of laughed it off. And I'm like, no, that's not funny. It's not funny. Like you, he he has disrespected your sister for how many years, and you yep. just you just think it's something to chuckle at. Yeah, because one thing about Brooke, she likes the attention. She might turn it down, but she likes that attention. Mm-hmm. I does. mean, you got two proposals in one day. Come right. on. <laughs> and I mean, Eric always vouches for it too in I front of Donna, right? Oh. It's like, oh, that's... but Donna does the same thing, so I don't Not think she, I don't think she sees it as that's your ex-wife. Why are you always taking up for your ex-wife? She sees that as that's her sister. And she's taking up for her sister. There's only one person that ever called that out, and that was Quinn. Mm-hmm. How can you? I'm married to you. That's your ex-wife, and she could just come in here. Eric did nothing. He was always pacify. Yep, for Brooke. Always, yeah. And it's pathetic. And but and, and both her sisters do the same thing. They do. Yep. They so they don't even they don't even view it the way that Quinn does because that's her sis that's their sister and Brooke does no wrong in their eyes, no matter what. And even if she does wrong, they still have her back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, I have to ask y'all this. Um, everybody, um, pretend we can see hands and raise your hand if you believe that <laughs> Donna was in the chess club. Oh no. my God! Girl, Absolutely so not. <laughs> you silly. Absolutely not. <laughs> Listen, according to Douglas, she was evidently. Uh, <laughs> there's, no, there's no, there's absolutely no um, evidence of that in the way that she lives her life. And if you're really good at chess, mm-hmm. you're usually really good at other things that she has not been good at. Right. So I, yeah, I have my what? questions. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Okay, I got a question for you guys. So this leads us into Paris and Hope walking in on Thomas. Ooh. And Paris is talking about how hot he is. How many people on a scale of 1 to 10 between the three of us Think that Paris is, I mean, think that Thomas is as hot as Paris was saying. Thomas is a good looking man, but when you're talking Mm -hmm. the hot like she's talking about, I kind of think we're talking about someone like Shamar Moore. Mm, Well, I'm thinking even Carter, his physique. Oh, Carter's beautiful. 
I mean, I'm not saying Matt Atkinson is, is he's not a bad looking no, dude. No, he's good looking. Oh, he's very good looking. But, you know, yeah. but when you pull out the bodies, mm. Carter got that body. He does. <laughs> <laughs> Carter definitely does. Yes. Which, wait a minute, what'd you say, Keisha? Oh, I was just saying Carter definitely does have yeah. a very nice Now, body. yeah, I'm trying to think. Mm. You know who else? And God, you know, may he rest in peace. The guy that played Neil Winters. Oh, he was ripped too. Christoph yeah. St. John was one of the yeah. most beautiful men. Yes. And yeah. y'all know he was in the Bad News Bears when we were kids. Yep. I remember that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that, that was a gorgeous man. Very, yeah. very much so. Okay. Um. So back to this whole thing with Paris. Paris was going on so much. You would have think that she wanted him. And her sister was engaged to him. It's like, how many men of your sisters are you going to go after? Like, is well, it because Zoe one? didn't want you around? <laughs> well, the thing is, she was making, remember they were living in the same apartment together? Yep. Mm-hmm. And there was something going on then at that time. And it's like, why won't y'all just put them two together? And as much as I don't any chemistry between Paris and <laughs> Paris ain't got no chemistry except with Zenday. And I haven't seen him in a Where is he? I mean, seriously, they really did. Yeah, he pops up here and there, but it has been uh, very sparse with Zenday. Yeah, you know. All I know is Hope was looking at all of him. She she took a drink. What'd you say? She took a big drink. (laughs) And then when they were walking, they were walking back out of the office. She stopped and looked at him again. Up yeah, and she down. took a double take. Yeah, she took a double mm-hmm. take. But I, I thought it was, I thought it was, I don't know if corny is the right word, but what? So when her and Paris went to the other office, mm-hmm. Paris kept bringing it up or kept talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know their history. So why would you add? Why would you? How old are? Why you? Did that conversation right. come up? Right. Yeah, a lot of the fans were saying that on on Facebook is like, what were you trying to do, Paris? That you were egging that on because that girl is married. Now I'm not saying that you when you're married you don't see attractive men, right, Trish? Absolutely, <laughs> I point them out because <laughs> I know Trish is very married, so she can identify a nice looking dude, but it's not to the point where. Paris was really pushing yeah. for Hope to say, he's hot. I know you think he's hot. You can tell me. I, we can keep it a secret. I'm like, we can yeah, keep it a secret until he walks in the room and I tell him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she was harping on it. And then she brought it up to him. Yeah. Right. Like that was that was super unnecessary. Give me some juicy yeah. gossip so I can spill it. And the thing is, Paris know the history. It's not like she's yeah. the new girl on the block. She yeah. knows what went down between these two. Yes, she does. And then you go and tell Thomas, knowing that Thomas liked this girl. Oh, yeah. Hope says she thinks you hot. Right. So irresponsible. Mm-hmm. So what did you all think about when Hope and Thomas was in the office and Brooke is eavesdropping at the door, catching Thomas saying, oh, so you think I'm hot? <laughs> Brooke came up in there. I'm surprised she didn't break that door down. Right? I thought she was going to knock it open real hard and bust through it or something. <laughs> yeah, I definitely thought she was going to go off on Thomas. 
Yeah, she put him out. She was like, I need to talk to my daughter for a minute. <laughs> right. I mean, and Thomas was in there working. It's like, okay, then go find another office because this is my office and I'm working. Right. Yeah. Okay, so they're trying to make it look like he's obsessed, but at the same time, it seems like he's trying to control his urges, though. What do you think yeah. about that? First of all, I'm annoyed that that stupid mannequin is back. Amen. Oh. And I'm thinking to myself, like, how long has the mannequin been in there, Thomas? Why didn't you immediately have it destroyed? And did you see what bad shape it was in? I mean, <laughs> it looked like someone tried to melt the face off. I just you know don't what? get why they are trying so hard to push Thomas back to. I don't understand it either. This character. And he even, Matt Atkinson posted something about it on his IG story. It was either yeah. on his page or a story that basically that he's annoyed with the repeated storyline of his character going back to the, you know, unstableness. Did you see what else he said in a different article? Uh-uh. He actually said that he wished that they would bring somebody like Sally Spectra back for him. He did. Yeah, I saw that. I wish they would. I, 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 I kind of want, so I would like to see Thomas and Hope together just because mm -hmm. I know it would make Brooke mad. And it made Liam cry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I also I think I would prefer it more if they just moved Thomas away from Hope and gave him his own girlfriend and then maybe it makes Hope jealous. Right. Because yes. I don't want them to be, the, I don't want Thomas and Hope to be together under like false pretenses because right now if they were to put Thomas and Hope together it will blow up because of what he did to Brooke. Yeah, that's true. And that's going to ruin that relationship that he's trying to build with his son because they would definitely snatch that boy away from him. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I honestly, I think this is a big chunk of karma for Liam. And I granted they haven't been in a relationship together or anything, meaning Thomas and Hope, but they're really close right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, Liam has spent the better of 10 years being in the catbird seat between Steffi and Hope mm -hmm. and enjoying every minute of it. Yep. And now you're on the outside feeling like an outsider when you're looking at Thomas, Hope, and Douglas all hugged up together like one happy family. Right. And all of that is on Hope. That's Hope's fault that he's feeling like that. Because Hope is the one that makes, makes the decision to go and hang out with Douglas at um, Eric's house without Liam. But you know what, though? If you're married and your spouse was going to an ex's whatever party for and the kid it was for the kid wouldn't you say let me get my coat yeah. i mean why, i mean to me liam should have said i'm coming let with me you. grab my coat and beth and we'll all go and have a family time yeah it should definitely there should be effort on his part and i think he's just assuming that he's not welcome because i there yeah, was maybe so and Several weeks ago, this was like around the time where Steffi kept having those family gap forced or family gatherings, and Brooke and Liam were both saying how they weren't invited. And it's like I don't ever remember hearing Steffi say, "You can't bring your significant others." Bingo. 
that's your significant other should have said, let's go. It's and assumed, there was isn't one it? Of those times Ridge actually told Brooke, you want, do you want to come with me? And she said, no, I don't think they want me there. Or I don't think that's for me. Yep. So she made the decision to stay home. And I feel like Liam is also making that decision to not go over to Eric's with Hope on his own. So Although, let me let me ask you guys this then. Because as much as I agree that they need to actually be together, the problem is, is that Thomas and Liam don't like each other. So how do you put in a group of people like that? Because obviously they're trying to make this copacetic for the boy. Somebody is going to have to concede. So, it, like you say, it depends on Hope. If Hope tells Thomas, this is my husband, he has to be in any of these group events. And then Hope also has to tell Liam, look, that's his father. You're going to have to be cool when we all together if you want to come along and be with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it starts with her. The problem is, is that nobody approached the fact on how to handle Liam and Thomas in the same space. Mm-mm. No, and I got to tell you, after what Liam pulled... I mean, yeah. I, I don't, as you know, Leticia, I don't have kids, but I got to tell you, if I had a kid and I was in this situation and the step parent did alone and on their own accord, what Liam just did to Douglas. You mean, yes. Oh yeah. Douglas handled it perfectly. He gave him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I was so glad Douglas said what he said, but if I was, if even Hope, if I was either Hope or Thomas, I would be really angry that that my child in a position to be, to feel like they had to be defensive of where they wanted to be. Listen, listen, you guys, the thing is, Eric also have. Eric was standing right there right there. And then he just let it happen. So that's yeah. why Eric sometimes it's like, dude, really? Right? Who are mm-hmm. you? You know, I mean, this is your great grandson, and this dude is trying to slide through the back door to talk this boy up out of the house without well, right. And Liam is of no relation to Eric, and Hope is of no relation to Eric. In fact, Hope's mere presence caused such heartache for for Eric's daughter. That she left town and barely ever comes back. Y'all, I wish they'd bring Bridget back and I wish. Well, I thought I saw something where she might be back this fall. So. But I wish they wouldn't make her character all accepting of all of this. I, uh, to me, I think, I think there needs to be a scene where Hope is pushing Deacon in everybody's face and Bridget finally just loses it. I want to see Bridget lose it. That's always been a theme with Bridget. If she does the crap that she does, like what she did to Bridget. Yep. Bridget was mad at her for what a couple of weeks and then everything was all good. The same with Katie. The same with Hope mm-hmm. when she accidentally slept with Oliver. She needs that it's like, come on, Bridget, crucify. Like yeah, yeah Brooke, I Brooke, want that scene. Brooke never really gets any big long term accountability for what she Not does. Not at all. No. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. But Liam, he got his feelings hurt. Not once, but twice. And I was here, I was laughing. I laughed. I did an evil laugh. You know, and then, wait a minute. After yesterday, when he tried that, 
he took it a step further and want to put hope on the spot to see yep. what she's going to do at the office. And yep. it still blew up in his face. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought. I don't feel bad for him at all. Not mm -mm. a bit. And then he go crying the brook. Right. Yep. <laughs> and he get up, again, buttercup. Again, that is on that is on hope to correct. Because yep. hope just stands by and she could have said to Douglas, you know what, I, I, I understand how you feel. However, your father and I are a couple. So X, Y, Z is not gonna happen. But she just She's just like, oh, that's mm -hmm. that's so sweet. Well, obviously, or... you know what it is? It's because she's attracted to that man. She is. And according to the spoilers next week at that fashion show, those two attractions are going to get deeper. And um, Brooke is not going to be happy because he's going. she's going to spot the two of them, too. Oh, wow. Well, you yeah. know how Hope's libido gets after her fashion shows. So, <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> Was that my out loud voice? Yeah, because here's the thing. She she's supposed to be wearing the showstopper and then she's going to be giving credits to to um Thomas and they're just gonna be gushing over each other and then when they come off the stage they're supposed to be really staring and beaming in, at into each other's eyes and Brooke is gonna spot the two of them. So yeah, those two I'm just waiting. you know what I said I was talking to one of my other friends that I talk soaps, I was like, you know what? Just take that skeleton bone and just throw it right on in the closet because y'all want to do it. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's a soap opera. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I just hate that it's happening this way where yeah is back to his oh, I know. creepy, creepy self being obsessed with her and. You know, y'all, I was so ticked off when the the writers took the lazy way out with the whole Me too. voice. I was so annoyed. Took the lazy you know, way out with what? Say it again. Lazy out with what? The lazy writing making Thomas the guilty party. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 There was so much great stuff they could have done with that. And yeah. I mean, what, you know, it would have even been better if it would have been Liam. Yeah. Or the story there. Or Charlie. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he doesn't have anything to win or lose. I know, but the thing <laughs> is, they could have threw everybody off. You know, yeah. the first thing when that happened, everybody said, oh, it's Thomas. It was just too easy. Well, yeah, because right. we knew. Right. And that I was even was writing on Facebook, <laughs> Douglas did it. Hayes did it. <laughs> Kelly did it. Beth did it. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I thought as well. It's like, there's no way it could be Thomas because that's just, that's too simple. It, like it, everybody would suspect him. So lazy. And that's who it ended up. That's who they ended that's up. That's what ended up happening. It was yeah. just yeah, it was disappointing. Yeah. Um and anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah. it was. Like, I it mean, was. all the viewers knew. We all knew. And yeah. now we're all basically just waiting for the moment when Bridge finds out, yeah. breaks up with Taylor and goes back to Brooke. So I well, hope maybe well, that wait, there's wait, a twist there. And I hope that instead, when he finds out, mm -hmm. I hope he still tells Brooke, you know what? Yes, my son did this, but my feelings about Taylor have not changed. Yeah. I still feel the same way about her. I still want to be with her because well, our marriage still had flaws and issues that we just couldn't get past. Yep. Well, they're saying that it's going to be a while before that comes out. Good. And it looked like Catherine Kelly Lang is supposed to take a break. 
Mm-hmm. Oh. So, um, she, I don't know if she's going to leave before Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving, but girlfriend is in Spain enjoying her personal life with her boyfriend right now. So, mm-hmm. um, she's supposed to take a break and I'm guessing maybe she realizes that, you know, he's not coming back home and she kind of go off to international or something. I don't mm-hmm. know how they're going to play that, but that's what they're saying. Which mm-hmm. is, yeah, which delays the inevitable because it has to come out eventually. Yeah. Right. You know, um, but I do, I, I do have to agree. It was something you said, Keisha. What was that? Because I, I was going to come back to it. Oh my God. And it, it, it just, it left me, um, oh, forget it. Was it about hope or um it was either about hope or thomas or somebody i i forgot never mind it'll come back later but um i'm trying to think that we cover did we cover everything with bowl this week most part i did want to i wanted to point out when Mm -hmm. uh, katie and brooke were talking Mm -hmm. and brooke made the comment that Thomas is trying to attack Hope's marriage. And I'm like, how? Like, yeah, how do you exactly. come to that conclusion? Because from what I'm seeing, Hope is making the decisions to spend all the time that she's spending at Eric's house. But that's the same thing they always, just like with Ridge, it was always Steffi and Thomas is pushing oh, Ridge yeah. to do stuff. It, these people are making their own decisions, including Hope. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, she talks about uh, Ridge and Taylor getting back together as if Ridge isn't capable of making his own decisions and somebody forced him to go move in with Taylor. Right. Yeah, that whole thing buying the beach house, I'm like, girl. I mean, if you want to live, she do need her own place. Yeah. Well, she did say, she said, I was going to buy this even before Aspen. Okay. So she she was buying it for herself. It wasn't. Uh, she didn't go go out and buy that specifically for Ridge. Okay. Gotcha. Well, look like we covered everything. We talked about Sheila. Oh, there's a crossover next week too. With who? Lauren. Lauren's going out to. She's gonna be on Bold next week. Mm, okay. Yeah, because of the fashion show. So she's going to be there oh. due to the fact that she's with Fenmore. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah. We haven't seen a fashion show in how long? Oh, my God. I'm excited. It's been so long. I can't wait to see what they do. Yeah, I'm excited. And then Monday is 30 years of Sheila Carter. So it's the Halloween special uh, where they're doing all these different scenes over the years of mm-hmm. Sheila. <laughs> I just hate the I, I'm not a big fan of when they do flashbacks oh, okay when they do a whole episode of like flashing back for like a specific character I don't like any of them okay they're just not interesting to me yeah I guess that's some kind of I don't know an anniversary special they do it because they did it with Jack they did it mm-hmm. with Brooke, Brooke had all the men's around her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, those characters have been constants this whole time. You know, she just kind of came back and riled things up. And 
I don't yeah. know. She's, they had a, yeah. I don't know, I know, don't you follow her on Instagram, either one of you? Who? Kimberlyn Brown. Because they did, um, they gave her a whole big party for it. I don't follow her on Instagram, but I, I did either. see um, Matt Atkinson and uh, at whatever the event was that they had for her. They had okay. whoever the the guy that's the owner, Bell, the, the blonde short Bradley guy. Bell. Yeah, because he was um, giving doing a speech and all this stuff, and Kimberlyn was up there laughing and smiling. They had this big old cake with thirty years of Sheila, so it was a whole event that they did mm. besides the episode. That's I'm like, cool. oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, that's cool that they take the time to do that for mm-hmm. their actors. I just don't... I, I don't care if you've been on the show nonstop or if you've had breaks here and there. I, for whatever reason, the flashback episodes just are not appealing to me. Are they boring? I hate when they you? do... What'd you say? Are they boring? They're yeah, they're boring for some reason. I I don't even like when they do you know how sometimes they'll do like a, a rerun episode around the holidays mm-hmm. or they'll show like an old holiday episode or something like that. I don't even like those. I don't know why. I just don't. Okay. I guess maybe it's not a lot of drama to it, maybe. You know what I'm saying? We we've been following the storylines as they go and then they give us a you know it's yeah, not I can see what you're saying. What'd you say? It's not current. Right. Yeah. It's like it's not flowing with the storylines that we're interested in today and what we want to see. Yeah. Right. And it kind of breaks like when, you know, it ends on Friday and we look forward to Monday. Um, and then Monday comes and it's like, oh, well, we've already seen all of this. Right. 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 Exactly. And, so. the, and then, of course, the other times of the year, whenever other mm-hmm. stuff interrupts it, it's like, oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Give me my show. <laughs> mm hmm. You're right about that. Okay, uh, we got anything else for bold? I can't Not think of anything. Okay, I don't. I don't have anything for bold, but I did. So, like one small little reattack on Y and R. Okay. With um, Sally losing her CEO position, do you think there's a possibility that they'll try to snag her up over at Chancellor? I heard I saw something about that that Lily might ask Sally to take the position, but I don't I don't know how they're gonna get that storyline to connect. Well, and I saw something saying that Sally was gonna be back at Jabot working with her two exes. Oh. And I, I can't remember where I saw that. I wondered that for a quick second, but then I thought to myself, there's no way. Why? I um, mean, that's a hot trouble right there. I was thinking because of, um, what's her name? Because of Summer and Kyle. And mm, oh, they, yeah. They don't work for Jabo anymore. They work for Marchetti. Yeah. Um, so maybe maybe that will happen. I don't know. I would, Honestly, I would prefer to see her go over to Chancellor and not Jabo. Same. Um, they're also saying, um, with this whole thing with Sally next week that, uh, we already heard Nick jump, I mean, Nikki jump into Nick. Victor is supposed to jump into Nick next week about <laughs> Sally, too. Look, maybe Nick needs to quit, too. He can, he can go be, uh, he can go be, um, uh, Devon COO and Sally can be Lily COO. <laughs> there you go. hey did you guys see the Friday preview for the Young and the Restless where um, 
Chance and Abby. Abby finds Chance sitting around chilling out somewhere and not with her. And she was like, well, wait a minute. I thought you had to work. And he was like, I got off early. And she was <laughs> yeah, like, you didn't call that. me? That would annoy me too, especially whenever he came to her workplace and coaxed her away from her emergencies to go and spend an evening out only to leave and come back and then leave again. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, if I was Abby, I'd be wondering what the heck is going on here? Just where are your priorities? Yeah, that's it. And he's got an attitude problem. Who, he's on a chance? Yeah, I think he does. I don't know he about does. that. Here's my yeah. thing. You know what? One thing about Abby, Abby acts like that everybody that somebody's gonna be sitting around with her every time she wants them to be in her presence. You know what you sign up with with marrying a detective. Mm -hmm. But he that wasn't guy, a detective when she married him. You, you <laughs> he no, he wasn't a detective. He actually worked for what the government. Yep. So not when they got married. Remember, when they got married, he didn't have a job. And then they came back to him right after they got married when they decided that they wanted to have a baby. And he left to go on this assignment that no one was expecting because he didn't work there anymore. And then he worked there again. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's right. But yeah, that's true. He did. Um, but when he signed up to be a police officer, she, you know, she was wondering if he was ready once he said he was because everybody knew that, well, they're getting rid of Ray. So I hate that they did that. But anyway, <laughs> um, but then sending him back to work, now she got a problem with him being a cop. And I think that's the same thing Devon was like, I mean, or was that Lily? Lily was like, don't she know that her husband, this is the life of the detective? But she didn't want him to go back. Well, what is he going to do? Because that's all his life was either working around the military or, you know, taking some cases or something. He was going to be in something. Take a page out of uh, Nate's book and change your whole career path. <laughs> but no, she didn't want him to be a cop. And, and you know, when when you're spending very little time together and, and you know, remember, he literally left her a note and left. Yeah, I mean, that was you know what the, like, oh my gosh you, yeah the writers did worked. a sucky the writers did a sucky job they on did. that, yeah, that me and Keisha yeah. me and Keisha talked about that mm -hmm. at in December of 2021 when they had pretty much let that dude just disappear because they got rid of him and you know he got fired or whatever and then yeah. didn't have another chance for like nine months mm -mm, it was rotten. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely yeah. did not like the way they handled that situation <laughs> not a bit right you know it was crazy alright let's do our last two segments we got 10 minutes before they cut us off um, the flip the, uh, flip the script segment so if there's a particular scene storyline that you change which one would you change who want to go first I don't. I don't have a YNR clip. Okay. Well, what's your bold flip? So my bold flip <clears throat> was the scene with Douglas uh, and Liam when he was bringing up the "Don't you want to come back home?" Mm -hmm. Eric should have stepped in and said, "Liam, that's not your place," or that don't ask him that question. Like that should be Hope and Thomas. I need you to stop instead of just walking out and letting Liam 
say whatever he said to Douglas. Okay. He was out of line. Eric yeah, he was. Him out. yeah, he was. He should have said something. Yeah. All right, what you got, Trish? So for Y and R, I think it would have been a lot more drama if Sally would have gone off on Nick saying, you know, does your family not understand that I was loyal? Does your family not understand that I actually went against my better judgment and sided with the family? I wish Sally would have brought that up and she didn't even bring it up. I mean, they could have at least had her bring it up so she could make a few points um, about her loyalty. So that kind of annoyed me. So I would, I wanted that storyline changed a little bit. And then on the bold and the beautiful, I think um, when Hope, I mean, when uh, Brooke and Steffi were talking and, and Brooke was like, you just love to rub it in. um, I really wish Steffi would have said, well, you're right. I do love to rub it in. Why? (laughs) All the reasons. (laughs) That is hilarious. (laughs) So those are my two clips. Okay. All right. For the young and the restless, I would have had Nick tell them, look, I'm grown. Mind your business. Stay Mm -hmm. out of my love life. And then the other thing is, I would have just removed that whole Costa Rica trip out of the out of the episode it just didn't it didn't do anything Mm -hmm. it did not it was a filler i i couldn't wait to get through that i was like come on come on come on oh yeah okay the kid was cute but other than that that was it um on the bold and the beautiful i wanted to see liam cry i mean (laughs) he looked like he is about to he looked like his Scott Clifton looked really sad, but he could have really <laughs> made it good when he just went in the corner and just cried. Yeah. <laughs> but not everybody's Catherine Kelly Lang who could come up with oh, a yeah. tear. Brooke can drop a tear quicker than anybody. I mean, he sure can. good at it. Yeah, I want to see Liam cry. And then the other thing is, I just wish... And I got to go back to last week when when Thomas was having that fantasy. I wish that was real. For sure. I love it. The chemistry between Matt Atkinson and Annika Nicole is off the chain to me. So. It's definitely there. Yep. All right. Who's taking some seats? Who? Who's going okay. first? I'll go first on this one. So let's see, taking a seat on the young and the restless. I mean, Diane, take a seat. I just don't feel sorry for you. (laughs) I just can't. You did it all to yourself and now you're crying about it. Just take a seat. (laughs) Thank you. And then on the bold and the beautiful, I'm going to just need Liam to go lay down. In the therapy office during an appointment for a <laughs> double appointment for two hours instead of the regular 50 minute hour. <laughs> Kim needs the couch. So those- oh my god. <laughs> um okay go ahead Keisha. Um my wine are take a seat. Abby and Nate. Um, <laughs> Abby and Nate. <laughs> Abby because when Nate and Devon were getting into that argument at mm-hmm. that um at the club. Yeah. For some reason, she blamed it on Tucker. Oh, she like, did. 
I'm like, where, how did you get, why is this Tucker's fault? For what reason are you blaming Tucker for this? Like, that came from nowhere. For no right. reason at all other than she hates Tucker. So she blamed it on him. So I'm going to need her to take a seat for that. Um, and then Nate needs to take a seat because when him and Devon were having that conversation in his apartment, uh-huh. um, he said he said something like, uh, what did he say? Oh, he said something about Devon owning a part in the situation that was happening. Like, basically, he's blaming Devon for why he made the decision to um, to work with another corporation and go behind their backs on this IPO thing. And I'm like, this man still is not taking responsibility for what he did. He is still blaming Devon uh-huh. for his actions. So his apology was not genuine. Um, and then on Bold and Beautiful, like Trish, Liam needs to take a seat. For mainly mm-hmm. because of um, that scene with Douglas when he's basically trying to convince him to come back home. Gotcha. Okay. And you know what? I'm gonna throw Eric in there too because Eric oh yeah, you got to throw Eric not. in there too. Yeah, he may be mad by not calling Liam out. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. On my end, I want the writers to take a seat for putting <laughs> that freaking filler episode in there in Costa Rica. Do y'all go sit down somewhere with that? <laughs> um, and then I need Lily to take a seat. I'm sorry. You, you, okay, you're doing too much. <laughs> and then I now on a serious note, I want Chelsea to take a seat because I want her off that ledge. Absolutely. Sit down, take a deep breath. Let's get you some help. You know, you need some water, we'll get you some water. Just get off the ledge, have a seat over here with the rest of us. We don't wanna we don't wanna lose you. You know, stay with us here. Um on the bold and the beautiful. Man, y'all got some good ones. But um, I'm going to need both Bill and Deacon to go take a seat. Yep. Because y'all popping proposals. That girl <laughs> is still married. You, Bill, just tried to get Katie back last week. And uh, Deacon, you're sleeping with Sheila Carter. So, yeah, go sit down somewhere. <laughs> yep. Think about, especially Deacon. <laughs> Deacon needs to sit down and think about the fact that Sheila might peel his head. <laughs> <laughs> if, oh man so yeah since y'all took Eric and Liam yeah you know Liam do need a whole couch but um yeah Bill and Deacon need some seats and even I you know I'm gonna even you know what I'm gonna throw somebody else I'm gonna throw um Brooke in there too because why are you chasing after a dude why are you chasing this dude right he been disrespecting Brooke from the moment Taylor got back on the show Exactly. He, you know, if he's if Steffi and Thomas is at home, and Taylor and Ridge is in Aspen for like three days, you know they didn't tow up the chandelier. So why do you <laughs> want that man back? Well, and y'all, I mean seriously, <laughs> when did he ever actually respect any woman? You That's go true. all the way back to the beginning with Caroline. Yep. 
and the interference. And then there was someone and then there was Taylor and then there was Brooke and then there was Taylor. And then it's, there's never ever been real respect for women from Ridge Forrester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are absolutely correct. And even, even the way that he got into the relationship with Caroline was yep. disrespectful. It was disrespectful. I remember the very scene with her on the phone with him mm-hmm. I, from the very beginning. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. I, you know what? We'll put Brooke in one corner. We'll put Ridge in the other corner. Y'all just just sit down somewhere. And you know what? Even throw what you call it in the table, too. Because you bought yourself a house. Okay, cool. But this dude is still married. Yep. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Cut it out. All right, girls, it was fun, 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 fun. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for having me, Keisha. It's so great to meet you. Yes, it's great to finally do a show with you. Yes. Yes, we got to do this again. Hopefully, y'all going to be, y'all going to stay with me, all three of us, if we can, every week, if possible. Well, I have news, y'all. The uh, week ending the 11th, I won't be available because I'll be packing because that Saturday I'm leaving for Puerto Vallarta for five weeks. Oh, nice. Have fun. Um, But next week I'm good. (laughs) So I'm also going to be unavailable on the 11th because I'll be at a wedding that evening. Oh, my God. Sorry. fun. Fun, fun. I love weddings. I had two last week. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least I know ahead of time. I won't be sending messages like, hey, what time are y'all ready today? <laughs> um, for bold next week, uh, I already uh the cat is next week. And then um Thomas and Hope um beaming at each other. So yeah. Okay. That's it. All right, you guys. Um, again, if you guys want to check out the spoilers, they will be dropping on YouTube. Thanks for supporting us over here for almost three, well, over three years now on the podcast. And for you guys that's supporting us also on the YouTube side as well. So, and y'all got anything else? Nope. Have a great weekend. Yeah, everybody have a good weekend. All right, you guys as well. So we'll see you next week, which is the week of October 31st through, what is it, the 4th? Yeah, the 4th is next Friday. All right, talk to you guys later. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless Bold and the Beautiful Long Haul Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.